All right. We'll look at uh, Psalm 1. And this is the last year I've quoted this psalm a whole lot. But I think it's going to set the tone for what the Lord wants to do. And so Psalm 1, 1 through 3, says, How blessed, how blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night, and he will be like a tree firmly planted. The word firmly was in the original text, but will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yield fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. <laughs> and whatever he does, he prospers. Amen. Whatever he does, he prospers. Now, Lord, give me this psalm to obsess over almost a year ago this week. Okay? I, I, uh, I have to look back in my journal, but it's been about a year I've been obsessing over it. And especially this first part, because it says, how blessed. How blessed. And I believe the Lord wants to bless his children. Amen. And I believe the Lord wants to bless this church mm -hmm. and everyone that's affiliated with it. And again, I tease that sometimes we get uncomfortable with that language. We start thinking prosperity, name it, claim it. But I'm blessed. Amen. The Lord's blessed me. He's been good to me, and I'm Amen. thankful for it. That's right. And if I can live my life in a way that he continues to bless me, I'm going to keep living that way. Now, I don't live that way so that I receive blessing, but I live that way because I love him and I honor him, and therefore I receive. Okay? Amen. And so the word blessed, it means this. How blessed, how happy, how directed, how guided, how advanced. And not like advanced in the sense that we're above, but advanced like that that's what we're going to do as a church is that we will advance the kingdom of God. So, so in other words, how much further will the people who do not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of scoffers, how much more will they advance the kingdom than someone else that's living that way? That that's right. Sense? All right. His desires to bless his children. Psalm 84, 11 says, For the Lord God is sun and shield. Like that. He's the sun and the shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So if we live a holy life, or if our church is holy, and not just one, but if we can get a collective company of believers that's filled with his Holy Spirit, living a holy life, he will not withhold anything. That's right. No good thing does he withhold. Well, what what good thing could he possibly withhold? I don't know. But if he's going to give it, I want it. Amen. If he's going to do it in us, we want it, right? Well, what what things could he give us? Well, he could give us more grace, more mercy. We could look more like him. Yeah. Right? We could receive more anointing to where when we're walking and talking and we going to the grocery store or whatever that the Lord starts drawing people us to, to pray for them, uh, whatever it is, whatever it looks like. Maybe he gives you a little extra dose of courage when you're normally shy and you're backwards and you see that there's a need. You think, I need to go meet that need. Whatever it is, the Lord, he does not want to withhold that. 
That's so right. he does not want to withhold that. I want to live in such a way that I don't prohibit him from withholding anything at all. Amen. And I believe the Lord desires to pour himself out in such a way that it begins to shock everyone else around us. Come on. Amen. And typically the first people who get shocked are the other religious people. Why are you doing this in our life? I don't know, but I don't know, but he's good. We're trying to walk upright, uh, upright and holy and, and allow him to move in our life. Now, just real quickly right here, I'm going to walk through this text and uh, because this, this is what I believe. Right here, it says, how blessed is the man. Now, if we can get through, that does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his light is law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And right here, he'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. Now, I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but the phrase, which yields fruit in its season, is a very poor translation. It actually means, which yields fruit continually which yields fruit perpetually. In other words, that if I plant myself next to the stream of water, we will continually and always bear fruit. My will and my heart for our church and for our people is that we are continuing to bear fruit. Amen. See, I think we can live our life like this. Like, this is my what I believe that... I believe that sometimes we live and... We're like, we want fruit, we want fruit. We want to see people saved, healed, delivered, sanctified, set free. And so we shake the tree and try to cause something to happen. And occasionally fruit falls. But what if we get planted by the streams and fruit begins to flow? That's right. That's good. See, for fruit to fall, it's a it's really a sovereign move of God, which means that it just happens when the Lord wants it to happen, right? But I think it's a free will choice for us to get planted by his streams so that it continues to come. Amen. All right. So here's the requirements for the Lord, from the Lord, so that his people are blessed. Because it's how blessed is the man. Okay, so how am I a blessed man? By not walking in the counsel of the wicked. This is really commonsensical type of stuff. But it says, does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. The word walk means that I'm not going to go with, that I'm not going to accompany, that I will not depart with, that I will not follow. Now, I say all that, that does not mean that we are hiding ourselves from people that are wicked. I actually think that we should live our lives in such a way that it begins to transform them, all right? Amen. All right, so, all right. So it means to walk, to go with, the company, to part, to follow. Counsel, it means that I'm not going to receive their advice, their schemes, or their plans. I'm not going to, let me... I'm just going to tell you straight up, I'm probably not going to ask advice from anyone that's not following the Lord. Sure, things look good, but I really don't. I just don't want to, I'm not going to receive spiritual advice from you. I'm not going to run to Dr. Phil and say, teach me how to live my life, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to run to Oprah and say, you know, show me how to do this, that, or the other. And if she, you know, and she says, you get this and you get this, I'm thinking of that meme right now, but anyway. Uh, I'm not gonna go to them. I'm gonna go to counsel from those that have walked the road that I desire to walk on. Come on. All right. Wicked, ungodly, evil, nor stand in the path of sinners. The word stand, it means to abide, to stay. So I'm not gonna stay in the path of sinners, but it does. now. 
Sometimes things happen and we find ourselves somewhere that we should not be and we say, okay, I'm done and I'm going to get out of that path, all right? Path is journey or road and sinners means offenders, nor sit in the seat with scoffers. Sit is the same word in Psalm 4610, which is be still and know that I'm God. It means to sink down as if one is sitting, right? But it's a sit to remain, to dwell. I'm not going to sit in the seat with scoffers. I'm not going to sit where they dwell. And by the way, scoffer, it means mocker, but it also means one with a critical spirit. Come on. So how many understand that I know a lot of people that come to churches that have critical spirits? That all they do is complain. And by the way, there's power in the tongue. There's life or death in what we speak. As, uh, uh, Proverbs says that as a man thinks, so he is. And, and Jesus says, out of the mouth speaks what's in the heart, right? And so, so I'm not going to sit with someone that's always negative, that's always pessimistic. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, I can't tell you how many places because of, uh, because the Lord's blessed and been able to travel and able to go to churches and all those type of things. Occasionally, someone will corner me and they will unload about their pastor. I will not listen to it and I will actually correct them. Good. And tell them they need to hush. Come on. Because that critical spirit brings nothing but death, loss, and destruction. Okay? That's right. It does. Things. If you don't like what they're doing, pray for them. Do not criticize. Do not criticize. So, if we went through all of those things right there, I, I think it's this. If you walk with the wicked, you end up standing with sinners. And if you end up standing with sinners, you end up sitting with scoffers and get a critical spirit. And if you sit with scoffers and get a critical spirit, you will not get blessed. Hmm. You will not be blessed. So, it's like, just don't do that stuff. <laughs> so, anyway, this will get encouraging here in a second. <laughs> but his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight. His desire, his pleasure is in the law of the Lord. That's what it means. And, and now, we say, well, it's a discipline to read the word. Well, every discipline eventually becomes a delight. That's right. If you do it long enough, it becomes a delight. I'm convinced of that. It's like going and working out and lifting weights. It, which I probably ought to do, but <laughs> not delighting in it. It starts off as a discipline. It starts off as something that it takes time, it takes effort, but eventually you begin to crave it, right? right. Like her with her walking, I have yet to delight to the amount of miles that we walk every evening with our do dogs, but I'm believing I will eventually delight in it. Best part of the walk is I get to walk with her, but anyway. Means that I'm going to take this word and I'm going to begin to delight in it. And I'm going to begin to, to read it and, and, and I'm going to begin to discover things about his character and his nature and just say, you're so amazing, Lord, and, and, and begin to just think that's so awesome, so wonderful. And then it says that, that those that meditate on the law, the word meditate means to moan, it means to growl, it means to actually take his word, the word growl, meditate, it means to take his word and, and almost linger over it as a lion lingers over its prey. It's, it's like those that say, I'm taking my time to eat this meal because I want to enjoy every single bite that I'm taking, right? And so, so those that meditate on the law are those the ones that don't just say, I need to read my one chapter today, right? 
and hurry and get through it so I can go on and do whatever else I need to do. It's saying that I'm going to read and, then, and, and I may only read one chapter. That's okay. I'm not telling you how much to read. I'm saying that as you begin to read, you begin to see something. I got stuck yes. on Matthew or on Mark 4, 20 or 21 today where it says that, that, that the word, if it gets, if it is deposited on good soil, that that good soil will begin to bear fruit and not just Amen. bear fruit, but it'll bear fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. Amen. And I begin to think about that all day. And Lord, what does it look like for me to be good soil, right? What does it look like for, for your word to take root in my heart? And what does your word look like, God, at 30, 60, 100 fold, God? What does it look like? And and so it's, it's to take the word and whether you look at it, to read it, to listen to it, it's to chew on it. It's to enjoy it. It's, 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 it's not even just reading the word. It's allowing it to read you to yeah. you become conformed to its image. All right? Come on. Amen. So if we don't walk with the wicked or stand with the sinners or sit with the scoffers and our sole pleasure in life is his word. And Jesus is the word, right? Because John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was with God. And so if we begin to delight in his presence, we become a blessed people. That's right. Amen. And not only will we, we be a blessed people, but we end up becoming a blessing to other people. That's right. The church, and there's a bunch of Christians in here, the church is not to just exist in the world. We are called to overtake the world. Come on. With the kingdom of God. That's right. Day-to-day -day lives. Day-to-day -day lives. So this is what I, I did, did all that. It's like the longest intro ever. To get right here, he will be like a tree planted firmly by streams of water, yeah. which yield fruit in its season. His leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. I, I pray that whatever we begin to do in this upcoming year, that it actually prospers. Yes. Amen. Whether it's your jobs, whether it's your marriages, whether it's your relationships, whether it's with your kids, with our church or churches that are represented with our district, I pray that everything that we set our feet to begins to prosper, all right? Yes. And so he says, you will be like a tree that is firmly planted. Firmly planted, again, firmly was not in the original text, but planted, it means transplanted. He will be like a tree that was transplanted by streams of living water, streams of water. So transplanted, that means that, that it was in one place and we made a decision to be planted in another place. That's right. It's like this. I was in the kingdom of darkness and now I'm in the kingdom of his marvelous light, right? It's, it's, it's an intentional planting saying, I was living this way. I was doing this, that, or the other, and I'm done with it, right? We have that, that metanoia moment, that, that repentant moment. I, I used to think like this, and now I'm going to think like this, and I was doing this, and now I'm going to do this, right? It's, it's out of darkness in the marvelous light, and so it's an intentional moving. And I believe that if we want to be blessed and see the Lord move or this upcoming year, we need to make the decision that, that yeah, I may, be, I may believe just enough to be saved. Right now, but there's some things in my life 
that aren't exactly next to the waters. Come on. And I'm going to begin to take those things by the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And put those by the waters as well. Yeah. So that I can see the Lord move in my life. Move in me and through me. All right? That's good. <laughs> Amen. And again, we yield, we'll be like a tree planted by streams of water, which there's all kinds of references to this all throughout the word. Jesus says, that's right, in John chapter 4, that you'll have a well, right, springing up, right, which he tells the woman at the well. You have a well springing up, which I believe is salvation. And then John 7, 38 says that you'll have have rivers, plural, of right. water flowing from your belly. So water is really an important thing. But it says that you'll be planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in its season. And again, the word phrase in its season is a poor translation because it actually means always and perpetually. So in other words, what if God began to pour himself out in such a way in all of our lives that we saw all kinds of people come into the church like, oh, I want the church to grow. Yes. But I want to see the kingdom grow in our day-to-day -day lives. Yes. Like I got a text message just past week from someone in our church said I just prayed for someone in public. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to see. She yields fruit all the time. What would it look like if we started to see fruit happening all the time? Amen. All the time. Not occasionally. Like, I, I don't know how to explain this. I'm just, I'll just be real honest. Like, for me, it's been about a three and a half year journey. Uh, and I'm just using, I'm not saying you're called to do this. I'm saying this is what the Lord told me to do, okay? So the Lord told me to start praying for anyone and everyone in public that you saw with, like, seriously, if cast, whatever, wheelchair, I'm going to go pray for them. That's what the Lord told me to do about three and a half years ago. scared the living daylights out of me and I first started doing it and I would do it sporadically and I would see the occasional Lord move and over time I, I don't know how to say this but over time I've did it more and more frequently and seen the Lord move more frequently now there's been a lot of instances where the Lord did not move whole lot of instances that did not see him move right then and there and a whole lot of instances where people would not allow me to minister to them at all and that's okay but just trying to do what he says but I want to get to the point to where every single day yeah. I've seen the Lord move in someone else's yes. life I just want to live that way and my prayer is that my voice sees someone move sees the Lord move every single day in his life. Not once a month, not once a year, not once every six, seven months, not every decade. But see people getting saved, healed, and delivered every single Amen. day. Amen. Every single day. I believe God's calling us into a season. I mean, season's a poor word. I believe God is calling a church into an age where it perpetually begins to bear fruit. That's right. Now it says this, and his leaf does not wither. So you could prove that the first verse says to bear fruit all the time by the next phrase. And his leaf does not wither. The word wither means that this leaf does not drop down. It does not languish. It does not fade away. It's always green. And whatever he does prospers. 
means whatever he does advances and whatever he does the Lord gives success to mm. last year's been a really good year Amen. it's been a good year I'm thankful for what the Lord has done I've gotten so emotionally overwhelmed <coughs> again Facebook memories are it's like especially over the last few weeks because we're seeing more and more pictures of the transformation of this space. Really thankful for what the Lord's done. Amen. But I believe this upcoming year will be unprecedented. Yes. I believe this upcoming year uh, will be a year of kingdom advancement. It'll be a year where we see people saved, healed, and delivered. It'll be a year where, and like, we want to see people come in off the streets that have nothing, that are hurting, that are lost, that are broken, that have absolutely no hope, but begin to find hope in Jesus. And not only do they begin to find hope in Jesus, but their situations begin to change. That's right. That's what we want to see. Amen. That is what we want to see. That's what that's what our heart's cry is. And so I believe this next year is going to be that type of a year. Yes. Really come on. But we have to get planted near the streams of water. Have to get planted. Now I'm going to look at this next scripture. Maybe. There we go. Jeremiah 17 says this. It's basically the same thing. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is in the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by water. It sounds identical. It's a little different. It sounds identical. That extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. It says blessed. Blessed is a slightly different word, but it means abundantly blessed Amen. in this phrase. It means, to, it means to congratulate, and it's like what we talked about last week. It actually means that the Lord, it's like the Lord is hovering over his children, hovering over this man, and says, I bless you. It's him decreeing and pronouncing blessedness over us. And if there was anything that the Lord could do, I would love for him to do that over Amen. our lives and over our churches, individually, corporately, all these types of things. But it means to abundantly bless. Well, how am I abundantly blessed? By trusting in the Lord. That's right. <laughs> Which means my security and my confidence is in Him. It's not in it's not in my own giftings and it's not in my own abilities. It's not in your abilities, your giftings. It is in Him. And and the only way that we're going to see the Lord do something amazing is if we stop relying on ourselves and start to trust Him. And so whose security is Him? And not only do we become blessed, but it says that we become abundantly blessed is the way that it reads. Which means that it is so blessed that there's really no description for it. Amen. For He'll be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream. <clears throat> so if we trust in the Lord, he puts us near the living waters, right? I was here. I'm trusting him. He puts me right here, which I believe is a picture of salvation. 
But right here, this verse, it says that its roots get down to the water. Has anyone ever seen like a tap root? You ever seen a tap root? You know what that is, everyone? Anything? Like some of them are really, really long, the rest of the roots aren't, right? A tap root's going to do whatever it can to get to water. What if this is the year where we say, the Lord has transplanted me, but I'm going to go deeper. That's good. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go deeper in the Word, and we'll spend more time in prayer. We'll spend, be careful I say that, we'll spend more concentrated time in prayer, hearing from His voice, listening to Him, receiving from that living water. I think we really do have to go deeper and we will not fear when the heat comes but its leaves will be green we'll not fear when its leaves when the heat comes its leaves will always be green so green <laughs> it means green <laughs> but it means luxuriant it means fresh its leaves will always be fresh like, I don't know if you've ever seen a tree that was in the fire, but its leaves do not stay green. <laughs> they burn up. It says when the heat comes, That's right. that they will remain green. Which means this, that if I get planted by the Lord next to his waters, and I decide to grow deeper and allow the Lord to do a deeper work in me, like I'm, I'm just this way, like I'm thankful for my salvation but I want to know more of his character and more of his nature. Like, you understand, like when I got married, that, that when, when she said, I do, and I said, I do, it wasn't, that, was, that, was, that wasn't just the end of the relationship. It was, it was an invitation into something deeper and into something more. Amen. And so when I come into the kingdom of God, it's an invitation into something deeper and more. Now, I could have stayed right there with her and never learned more about her, and she'd have been miserable, I'd have been miserable, but it's not about that. It's about knowing him deeper and more intimately. And as I grow deeper in intimacy with the Lord, when he comes, it's not going to face me. That's right. That's what this verse is saying. Hell may come against you, but our roots are going to be so deep that we have no reason to be afraid. Amen. Hell may come against us, but our leaves are going to remain green and fresh. In other words, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what happens. We're going to continue to stay planted right here. And, and, I, and I'm starting to think this. I'm starting to think this and believe this, that when... Now, sometimes bad things happen because we do stupid stuff. But a lot of times when bad things happen, I think it's to the enemy wants to discourage you. I believe the enemy wants to get you to feel sorry for yourself. I believe that he wants you to wish you had this, that, or the other. And I think this, I really do believe this. I say I think. I believe this, that when things start to rattle and shake, and you think, what in the world is going on? I think that the arrival of the enemy <coughs> is an announcement that the Lord is about to do something great. Mm. Why? Oh, everything happened. I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing before. And then you never see breakthrough. We never see the Lord do great and wonderful things. But if we just say, persevere and say, I'm planted 
and I'm not moving. And Come on. I'm hell or high water. Amen. The Lord is good. That's right. And then, then he just gets tired and bored and says, well, I operate on a budget. I'm going to go mess with someone that I can fully derail their faith. Come on. Too many people are this close to receiving the greatest breakthrough that they've ever received in their entire life. And I'm not talking about like great big grandiose break. I'm talking about greater levels of intimacy with the Lord. I'm talking about walking yeah. with confidence and boldness. I'm talking about seeing people saved, healed, and delivered with you or through you, the Lord moving in your life. But we get so flustered and frustrated. It's like before this service, I had like seven phone calls of negative things. Like bad things happen. Like within two hours of the start of tonight's service. And I thought, Lord, I believe that you're wanting to do something in our people. I believe you're wanting to do something in our church. And I thank you. And even though the heat is coming, God, it will not phase me. Because I believe that you want to do something great and mighty yeah. and wonderful. You don't want us to just go along and do this, that, or the other. God, you want to send revival to our city. And Come I on. will not be shaken by the schemes of the enemy, oh God. And so I, I just think it's an announcement that the Lord's about to do something. That's right. Come on. Amen. I love this. And I will not, and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit, which fruit means produce or, or to produce. It means earnings. It means offspring. It means making Christian babies, if you will. <coughs> now, this is, this is what I think. It will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to bear fruit. Again, as we plant ourselves, I think I've seen so many say, God, I'm giving my life to you. I want to go deeper. I want to do this. I, I, just, I just want to experience the more of you. And then bad things start to happen begin to rattle your faith. And when your faith gets rattled, you don't press in as much as you were pressing in. And then you get anxious. And you say, well, all this stuff's happening around me. I see nothing but death, loss, and destruction. Get anxious, anxiety-ridden. This says that if my roots go deep enough, that when the heat comes and when dryness is the only thing that I see, that I'm still going to bear fruit. Amen. Which means this, that as a corporate body, if things happen over this upcoming year, and I'm not prophesying that bad things are going to happen, what I'm saying is that when they do happen, that they will not eat our lunch. And That's right. Discourage Amen. us anymore. Come on. I think that just needs broken off from every believer anyway. <laughs> oh, something bad happened. I must be out of God's will. Well, maybe you're in the center of God's will and the devil's trying to shake you up. Come on. It's perspective. Amen. It's perspective. Now, again, I'm not blaming him for everything because sometimes you do knucklehead stuff. But sometimes weird stuff happens. And it's not coincidence. <clears throat> so hell may come against this upcoming year, folks, but it will not matter. That's right. You will not get anxious. We will not get anxious. We will not worry. We will not fret. We will not stress out. We will stay planted next to the stream of living water because that stream gives life. Amen. And actually, I was thinking of, of dryness being around in a time of drought. 
that's like the Lord saying that what I'll make streams spring up in the desert, right? Or that's like Ezekiel on Ezekiel 37, looking at the valley of dry bones and saying, you will live, right? Breath will enter you. You will stand up. It's, it's not being phased by what you see, but it's getting so enamored with what the word of God says and what he says that we begin yeah. to speak out what's in here. And when we begin yeah. to speak out what's in here, it begins to change what we see all around us. Amen. Hmm. begins to change what we see all around us. <laughs> Why? Because we've been planted next to that string. And I want to look at a couple more verses. One of my favorite chapters is Ezekiel 47, and I've preached on this a million different times over the years. Ezekiel 47, there's this water that starts from underneath the temple, and when it first starts out, it starts out as a trickle. It starts out as a trickle, and the further the water gets from the temple, the deeper the water gets, which I think that's a picture of actually multiplication, the kingdom growing, because if I reach someone, and they reach someone, and they reach someone, and they reach someone, so the further from the source it gets, the deeper it gets. But right here, 47.12 says, by the river, on its bank, on one side and on the other, will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary, which actually means from under the temple or from under the altar, which represents Jesus. So their water flows from Jesus, and their fruit will be food, and their leaves for healing. So, so here's this wonderful picture that says that, you know, Psalm 1 says that, we will be like, if I delight the Lord, I don't live a simple life, I live a holy life, I will be like a tree planted by water, right? And then, in Jeremiah 17, the exact same thing, I'm not going to be faced by what goes on, I'm going to live a blessed life, but you understand that following Jesus is more than about me or you yes. living a blessed life. Because what happens is, is that as the Lord blesses me, I end up being a blessing to everyone else. Amen. This is where the American church has been getting it wrong. Is we think, I'm going to heaven, praise God. Well, yeah, I'm going to heaven, but what about everyone else that's going to hell? Come on. <laughs> I think it's this. I get so blessed and so planted next to him that I can't help but be a blessing to someone else. Yes. So here's this passage that says that water flows from their sanctuary. They'll bear fruit every month, which means perpetually, by the way, not once in a while. And their fruit will be food and their leaves for healing. So their fruit is like this. Like, I, I don't. I think we can live our life where you know, most of us work. The people that you're around, you may not say, I want to preach a gospel message to you. But you can live your life, and if you see someone that's down and discouraged, you can look at them and speak kindness to them. And the words that you speak have the power of life or death. That's right. And the words that you speak end up being food for the very soul. Amen. Brings nourishment to them. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for encouraging me, right? Then it says that the leaves will be for healing. Healing comes from 
It's this word, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but terufa, which comes from the word rafa, which is where we get one of the God's names, which is Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord is your healer. Mm. So, <laughs> my leaves, the way that I live my life, will be healing for other people. Which means that I'm not just going to speak a kind word and say, I'm sorry you're in this situation, but maybe the Lord can do such a work in our heart that when we speak a word, it begins to lift people up out of the situation that they're in. Amen. This one. Revelation 22. By the way, this, this is John gets a revelation. And it's interesting to me that John, um, he received... Uh, well, he got to go see the Mount of Transfiguration, and then he got to come up here, Revelation on Patmos, which is mind-boggling. But it says, Then he showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and the Lamb, in the middle of its street. And on either side of the river was a tree of life, bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. It's a little different word for healing, but this Greek word for healing is where we get our word for therapy from. And it means healing and it means secure. Focusing on the reversal of the physical and spiritual Amen. condition. That's right. Itself carrying the responsibility of fully serving the Lord through it. Yeah. So here's this tree planted by the streams of living water and its leaves carry within it the power to reverse any and all situations, which means this, that it's not me who saves people. It's not you who saves people. It's the Holy Spirit flowing through you that saves people. Yeah. But but if you come across someone that's hurting, the gospel that is inside of you, the Holy Spirit that is inside of you, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives inside of you, right? The same spirit that was inside of Jesus when he saw, oh, there's a funeral cult and raised a young man out of a casket, right? Yeah. Or the same spirit that was inside of Jesus when he said, Lazarus, come out of the grave, right? After you're really, really dead. Or the same one that touched the woman or the woman that touched him with the issue of blood and she was cured instantly right the same spirit lives inside of us which means that anywhere and everywhere that I go or you go because he lives inside of us it doesn't matter what someone's going through they don't have to stay in that same situation that we have the power to say you don't have to stay that way anymore you don't have to hurt that way anymore you don't have to be discouraged anymore because there was a man that was fully God and his name is Jesus and he came to give life and life abundant to you if you would decide to follow him yeah it's good if we become planted next to the living waters God blesses us what's amazing is the nations can receive blessing from us as we're blessed that's what this says the nations and I've said jokingly but I actually think it's a picture of what the Lord wants to do that there's the Hispanic grocery the Chinese grocery 
and the Korean restaurant and the Cajun restaurant all right around Amen. the right now. That what if the Lord began to pour himself out in such a supernatural way that we can become healing for anyone that needs it? Yes. That we could be the answer to someone's breakthrough. That we could see someone and say, he loves you. He wants to change your life. He doesn't want to just change your moment. He wants to change your life. Amen. <laughs> that is fruit that flows. That's right. It's not fruit that I'm going to work hard and spend a lot of money on advertising. I'm going to come up with catching these sayings and hope that fruit begins to fall off the tree, right? Or I'm going to make sure my donuts are more fresh or my coffee is hotter than the church down the street. Give me a break, man. I want fruit that flows. Amen. In our day-to-day -day life. In our day-to-day -day life. I want fruit that flows. Now, I'm thankful. <laughs> I think that we do have that responsibility to do things, okay? I'm thankful for when it falls. That I really love when it flows. Amen. I want to read this last verse and I'm going to pray over us. It's a really tiny font, so you have to trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah 61, a very familiar passage. And this is what Jesus came to do, right? Now, I, I preface this Jesus came to do this, but we know that in 1 John 4 17, that as he is, so are we in this world. So, all right. <clears throat> says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted he set me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to prisoners to proclaim the year of jubilee or to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and right here to comfort all who mourn to grant those who mourn in Zion giving them a garland instead of ashes the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness. They will be called a tree of righteousness. Now, you know what's amazing? I, I looked this up. Oak trees, now, their roots, most oak trees, their roots don't go super, super deep except for the tap root. Most oak trees, the roots are about 18 to 36 inches below the soil. But if the width of an oak tree is, let's say if the width of an oak tree, not the width, but the actual, like, I guess if you measure where one side of the leaves are to the other side of the, where the leaves are, if that's 100 feet, then the roots could shoot out anywhere from four to 700 feet from that tree. It's absolutely incredible. Now, when you get a bunch of oak trees together, guess what they do? The roots begin to fuse together. Wow. Which I think is a picture of what the church is. Amen. So this is really good. I'm getting ready to flip all this right here. It'll be called Oaks of Righteousness, the planting, the transplanting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Right here, verse 4. They who will rebuild they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Okay. So like, how are we going to win our city? By winning people. Because when they become an oak of righteousness, 
It's not saying us, but when I see someone that's out there that's hurting, that's dying, that's lost, that's broken, and they become an oak of righteousness, that their roots become part of the roots that we're connected to next to the streams of living that's water. Right. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will rebuild the city, which means this. Like, you can't have a revival unless people actually get saved. Amen. You can't win a city unless people actually get saved. Because if not, then you just have a shuffling between church to church. And that's not kingdom. That's, again, that's my donuts are fresher. <laughs> or they package it at 45 minutes total service so that we can go home and get home to watch the football game. Whatever. Give me a break, man. Which is mind-boggling to me that we get frustrated with that when the Lord exists outside of time. But anyway. Amen. They'll be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They'll raise up the former devastations. They'll repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. can't say any names, but like the last few weeks, I've really, I was telling before service, I've gotten involved with a rather large homeless population downtown. And really, it's like how much of that is systemic. But, I mean, it's, it's like, I said, what happened? I was, and I'm just going to paraphrase right here, but it's, it's not even like, it's not like there's some that's, I'm down on my luck and I'm just trying to get back on my feet. And then there's some that that's all they knew or all they've known. That's all their parents knew. And that's all their grandparents knew. It's, it's a generational thing. That's all that they know. It's heartbreaking. This is saying that if we can reach one person and they come into the kingdom of God, that they get transplanted right from where they were. They get firmly planted by the living waters. They become an oak of righteousness. And by the way, an oak, oak is a really hard wood, which means that if something hits it, it's not going to bend and it's not going to break. It's good. But they're going to become an oak of righteousness. So good. If they become an oak of righteousness, they have the ability to go into their families and into those generations where it's been this and this and this and this, and they can break off that systemic thing that's always happened. Come on. It's so good. <laughs> the desolations of many generations. I'm not going to try and make us feel guilty to go reach people. I just want to tell you that that's just, it's like a side effect of being saved. That's a side effect being planted next to the water. Amen. It, it's it's not something like, I understand what we mean when we say we need to go do evangelism. But sometimes I get really confused by it because I just think that's just the way we live our life. Yes. So I just want to encourage us this year. Let's just get planted. Amen. And all these things, like I have like four more pages of notes. I don't need to go into them tonight. All of these things that we talked about, bless all this stuff. 
when hell comes against, we won't we won't get rattled. We may get rattled for a moment. <laughs> be like, no, I'm not going to mess with that today. And then the Lord does wonderful things in our hearts, and then the Lord begins to do things through us. Amen. Just what we want. That's right. To be used of God. To be used of God. I just think it'd be really incredible to be part of a church where every single person in the congregation is reaching people for Jesus. Amen. Not, not just a few, not just the <laughs> ones that are outgoing, but every single person. Yeah. And it's not just preaching. You know, I, again, I, I kid, but you don't need to preach a three-point sermon from the book of Levit from Leviticus chapter seven. I don't even know what's in Leviticus seven. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure it's. Really exciting reading. But, <laughs> I have said that. But, but you can manifest the goodness of God, the nature of God, the character of God in someone's life and give them a life-changing encounter and literally be healing for, for them. Yeah. And not just like physical, their knee was hurting, now their knee's not hurting. I'm talking about the broken hearts, the hurt wounds that people feel and experience. The... the down there, there's a lot of physical ailments, but most of them hurt because they feel neglected by people in society. Mm -hmm. Can't tell you how many times we've walked and we've stopped and said hello to someone and they immediately begin to tear up. And, and it's always something like this, thank you for noticing me. Mm -hmm. that, the hurt of being unnoticed. What if we brought healing to that? I think it would give us permission to give and share the gospel. Amen. So I'm just going to pray.